Hey friends, this is Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, and I'm your host, Julia, and Sarah and I are here to recap episode two of Gossip Girl. But first, we need to talk about what we got right or wrong about our predictions from last time. Okay, so some follow-up real quick from some statements we made last week. Jordan Alexander, who plays Julene Calloway, is mixed biracial. She's originally from Canada. I couldn't personally confirm if Whitney Peake is biracial, but did confirm she was born and raised in Uganda until her family moved to Canada in 2012. Ed Westwick was born in Stevenage. I don't know how to fucking say it. Had had, had hurt for sure England. Somewhere in England. For sure England. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The worst, the worst. For all of the British period pieces I've seen, I should do better with that shit. Okay, so just to recap Sarah's predictions, from last week were there would be petty wars, Dorota coming back, more in-depth character development. My predictions were coming to blows between sisters about Obi and Audrey starts to have fantasies about Wolf. Okay, episode one. Here's what some critics had to say. ABC News said, the new version stumbles by pushing its characters to feel bad about feeling good. Talk about a buzzkill. A guilty conscience is no (laughs) substitute for guilty pleasure. The Guardian ran a headline that said, Gossip Girl Review, a clumsy but watchable homage to the beloved teen hit. And the article itself stated, it also updates the original's most overt problem. The new Gossip Girl is racially diverse with two black women in the lead roles, queer and sexual fluid. Still, even with the should be standard changes, the new Gossip Girl falls into a weird limbo an ode to teen era barely passed, updated for an audience that probably prefers TikToks to privilege porn, whose copious pop culture references wink mostly to viewers in the late 20s or 30s. It's a middling, frustrating, if bingeable homage to guard an IP property to have the, albeit disingenuous, ambition of HBO Max's generation nor the grit of HBO's Euphoria, a genuine hit with real teens. Cosmopolitan reports that the show is getting mixed reviews by fans stating, given how iconic OG Gossip Girl was, it's unsurprising that the reboot attracted some major attention from both fans of the original series and a new generation of watchers. But after seeing the first episode, viewers had some pretty mixed opinions about the show. Sarah, did you hear anything else in the stratosphere worth mentioning? Oh, gosh. Um, Jason, not Jason Schwartzman, the other Jason. Jason. I thought it was Schwartz. There's Jason Schwartz, but there's another Jason that was also a co-producer on the first one that's also involved in the second one. It also has a last name name that starts with an S. And it's killing me. But um, I read an article with him this week, and he was talking about the reviews that obviously they'd gotten reviews in, right? And he was talking about the reviews and how basically he was writing it off like the critics didn't quite get it yet or that they'd get it soon. And that, I don't know if that was a publicity plug ploy Mm. or if it was because he genuinely thinks that this is like a slow burn, like it's just starting. We're getting the buildup. Okay, here's the recap. Episode two opens on the cusp of parent-teacher night for the prep schools. Audrey's frustrated by her mother's lack of presence in her life and does not feel supported by Aki. JC and team work to take Zoya down by any means necessary, while Obi is trying to convince Zoya to go out with him. Gossip Girl posts about an impromptu rendezvous made by hashtag Zobi, which JC counters with a post of her own, suggesting our fair Gigi is a liar. Gossip Girl begins losing credibility and Kate Keller panics as she worries about losing control of the narrative. Matt is attempting to seduce a teacher and uses Aki as his quest to lure Mr. Shit, I can't remember how to pronounce his last name, but he's hot as shit. Secondary to JC's takedown of Zoya, she still worries and schemes to ensure Davis and Nick don't cross paths. Obi finally convinces Zoya to go on a date with him if he can meet her condition of no one finding out. The next night, the school is hosting a fundraiser to bring funds in to purchase supplies for students in underfunded schools. JC reaches out to Gossip Girl for help in taking down Zoya and winning Zoe back with her minion's approval. We also find out that Audrey's father has left her mother for her mother's assistant. 
and that Mrs. Hope's business is struggling. During the fundraiser, however, Davis and Nick finally run into each other. Obi, and as a refresher, Davis and Nick are Julian and Zoya's fathers. Obi's way of getting a first date with Zoya, he sends tickets to her and ensures their seats are sitting next to each other without raising any suspicions. Wolf bids on an auction item that he believes will put him in Mr. Mr. Hot Teacher's direct path. And JC has received serious intel about Zoya from Gossip Girl, which she plans to use to finally destroy her sister. At the auction, Audrey's mother arrives late and drunk, causing the most embarrassing scene. Obi convinces Zoya to ditch the party after her impassioned speech about the fundraiser and how it's a waste of money. He takes her to a school supply store to purchase all the school supplies that they can. JC follows them and sees what she's been missing. Her sister cares about the same things as Obi, a gift she can never give him herself. So after 48 hours or so of scheming and manipulation, JC gives up the fight. But just as she tries to be the hero, the dads show up at this field trip. Davis is hurt. Nick is disappointed. They're both angry and the tension that has been brewing since the end of episode one comes to a head. All while Kate Keller is watching. And if you'll remember, fair listeners, Kate Keller is our gossip girl. In the end, all things get resolved rather cleanly. Davis realizes that he's failed his daughter yet again and admit and admits it's time to be a family with the lots. Mr. Lot and Zoya plan to withdraw Zoya from school. JC convinces her not to admits that she never cared about Obi's causes and sees the joy it brings him because Zoya does and Miss Kate Keller decides not to use the series until she received on Zoya for now. Sarah did I miss anything in the recap? That was a lot of recap. It was a lot. I didn't know what to leave out you know. It's hard right? It's hard. I'll, next week will even be shorter. I think I think, okay, so I'm just going to dive in. Yeah, let's I'm, do it. I'm just going to dive in. This is Get what it. we're doing. This is what we're doing. Um, so there's a couple of things that stood out to me in this in this particular episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with Obi and Zoya. There's some things I didn't put in the recap because we're going to talk about them. Okay. Go ahead. Obi and Zoya. I'm going to start with Obi and Zoya. Hashtag Zobi. Zobi. I'm going to start with Zobi. So Zoya's presumably 14. Yeah. And Obi's a junior. So like 17, 16, 17? 17. 17. I, I know like Audrey talks about how she's 16 all the time. So I feel like. But then Max in this episode talks about how he's 18. Oh. So I don't know if they are a friend group that is a mesh of juniors and seniors. Or if they are all juniors and he got held back at some point. And or I st- missed a line where yeah. he was told that he got held back. But I'm assuming, I'm assuming sure. that Obi is 17. Yeah, it's a fair assumption. Um, 14 to 17 is not a lot of years, but it is a lot of maturity difference. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure how I feel about a fresh freshman mm-hmm. and a junior right off the bat clicking and supposedly like dating and, and like as a, as a parent, now it's that I'm alarming. old and I got my old lady glasses on <laughs> and my exhibitive lights here. Um, I, 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 that concerns me. Mm. It concerns me because I'm like, okay, well, where are you going with this? Because like, they're young. So are they just going to have this honorable courtship the whole time? Probably or, not. Like, is it's gossip girl. Gossip girl dirty. And is that appropriate in today's climate? So to piggyback on that, cause I, I also am like, cause I'm looking at the girl who's playing Zoya and I'm thinking gosh I know she's 18 but damn it I would believe it if she really was 14 because she looks so young young. to piggyback on your appropriateness I'm really really I really struggle with narratives where or with storylines where there's a student or teacher pursuing a student or teacher I struggle with that shit a lot because it feels like we've normalized it and it's not fucking okay and we're gonna say this out loud Jason Schwartzman has normalized it. This is his. Oh, he totally did that. Yes. In which characters end up with teachers inappropriately. Yeah. And that for now, the teacher is standing his ground, but even to suggest it, 18 and 25 or whatever the teachers is still inappropriate. There's a balance of power there. Yep. That it is, it's not appropriate. So, and no amount of wealth from Wolf's family changes that balance of no, power no, because not. he is not in the position of power exactly. at all in this scenario. And, and I feel like 
I feel like these are our reoccurring tropes. Yeah. That we talked about fearing last week, but now that they're obviously coming to fruition, it's almost disappointing. Go somewhere else, guys. Yeah, do like, something different. Can we pick something else? Because a teacher and a student is not appropriate. Yep. There is a power balance that exists there. There's also a huge, not age in numbers, but age in life. Right difference between an 18 year old and say 25 or 26 year old teacher right and this teacher's um, fucking fine yeah no he's a good looking man yeah but and i get it but but it's still inappropriate the to insist, insinuate that he needs to keep what does he say does he say not rimming edging <laughs> edging thank mm-hmm. you <laughs> i was like oh okay hbo you went um, there uh, i'm so glad you did something that that's hbo edging until until after graduation to insinuate that once they graduate that then they're free and clear okay. mm-hmm. um no it's not okay it's not okay it's not okay and honestly it, depending on where it goes zoya and obi is potentially not okay either really not okay yeah and already you have and this is something that she wouldn't be able to help because where she moved to in the school she's in in the fish out of water situation but she's a middle class at best girl and he comes from the one of the wealthiest families in new york Mm -hmm. they talk about how he's the richest of all the friends and so he comes from one of the wealthiest families in New York. And the first thing he does to try to get her attention is buys overpriced tickets to a fundraiser uh-huh. so that she can go. And I feel like that's a problem too. Mm-hmm. That's a power move, right? Like I bought these for you. So like, does she owe you something mm. or are you a nice guy? Is that, I haven't is that a yet. Logan Huntsberger grand gesture that yeah. we need to be over? I haven't. And I haven't. There you go. And I haven't decided yet whether that's a nice guy thing, like, oh, money means nothing to me. And this is something, you know, you're passionate about children or whatever, whatever. Or are you like, is it a flaunt? Like, right. Because he has the potential to be somebody who's just at because he made a comment in the first episode about how he he enjoys how much it pisses off his parents that he is socially active. So where's the level of sincerity when you are? And then he, Be, does, you know, his philanthropicness. Yeah. Where's the sincerity in that? Because you're pissing off your parents, right? You're just making mommy and daddy mad yeah. to make them mad. And are you? Do you really care? Do you really care about defying your parents, right? And then you know they have the. Um, she has an impassioned little speech about how it's such a waste of money. All these people are drinking alcohol and wearing fine clothes. The venue, and then, yes, and- everything that they're wasting the money that could go towards student supplies. And then he pulls yet another grand gesture uh-huh. where not only does he take her on a no money limit black AMX shopping, shopping spree for school supplies, which for would be my husband's schools. dream, right? But he chooses, he chooses to do it in a local store. Okay. That's commendable. That shows that you, it wasn't they target. They probably don't right? even take Amex because Amex but, is the devil. But then you, well, he pulled out a black card. That's Amex, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you woke this man up and made him open your, his store in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. So you could have a shopping spree and man seems to be enjoying your display of young courtship affection, but it's still wildly inappropriate. You couldn't say, um, you know, you think that this is a waste of money. Let's meet tomorrow for coffee. And like, he couldn't have made up some other scenario where, so it's just, again, more of the power balance shift. Yeah. Like he, it, it makes it to where she, he's not courting. And this sounds so, so 2021, right? But like, <laughs> it. it's it, where young me and even young, all of us 20 years ago mm-hmm. would have 10 years ago would have found this almost romantic. Yeah. I was cringing. And yeah. I, I hate to admit that because again, listeners, I don't hate this show. I'm watching. <laughs> but so like, watching. We're choosing just to watch the show I'm because choosing, we enjoy it. I am choosing just to watch this. I'm genuinely enjo- enjoying this. Yes. I am just pointing out that there are some problems. There's a lot of problems. There's some problems. Like the scene where so you know wolf is like oh he, he sets his eyes on this super hot teacher whose yes. last name i cannot pronounce but every time i hear it on screen i can say it perfectly so i don't know what the fuck my problem is he realizes that he goes to this bathhouse i don't know what the fuck it's really called oh, but no, they go it's a bath it is a bathhouse. okay 
and he's like Sauna. oh Tuesdays it's only men let's go and convinces Aki to go with him oh it was and then, not a hard convince listener no obviously because if you'll remember fair listeners in last week's episode we discussed that you know there was a moment between Aki and Wolf and there was clearly going to be ex- some exploration there well we got our answer in this episode because they're at the bathhouse they're all fucking naked which is just is that what happens in a bathhouse everyone just yes. watching okay uh, admittedly <laughs> i'm a little bit of a prude when it comes to nudity so do you for know myself about the history of bathhouses no but we don't have that kind of time okay, okay. <laughs> um and so, you know, he wants to make the teacher jealous. So, you know, he and Aki are having this conversation and Wolf says, do I have your consent? Right. And, and Aki's like, my consent for what? And then he realizes that he's trying to make the teacher jealous because they're standing in front of the teacher. The teacher's in another room, but there's a window and he can see them. So now you're naked mm-hmm. with your teacher. Yep. Granted, it's a public thing. but still and so Aki leans in for the kiss he's not he's not he realizes he puts it together and he leans in for the kiss he enjoys the kiss yes he has a physical response enjoying the kiss yes that wolf calls him out on and then the teacher comes out and is like what are you doing here this is inappropriate first of all I'm not gonna fucking talk to you if you're doing something that's putting me in a position that's gonna be inappropriate right because I don't want to lose my job I want to say I didn't see you there plausible deniability yeah i didn't even notice they were there so many other people were there it's packed on tuesdays because it's men only right um so that bothered me i mean not aki and him kissing because i'm like but i felt kind of weird about the whole do i have your consent thing because i thought you know consent's kind of an actual issue and the way that that was presented like you're just what are you like aki's confusion what are you asking for consent for like that you know he just doesn't understand and then he has to put it together and realize what he's and what but he's it was green too. And yeah. he was like anything. What does that mean? Anything? So well, I feel like it's and and even in even in a bathhouse, I don't think that you would stand in. I don't know. Do you stand around just naked all the time? Hey, I listeners, mean, especially our gay males. If you've been to a bathhouse, I know there's one in San Francisco. Um, tell us all the things. Tell us what's appropriate and not appropriate. I know the history of bathhouses and I know what used to be appropriate. Yeah. But I also was under the assumption that if things went on in bathhouse, it wasn't like, it's not an orgy. Right. Like, and so he's standing there holding a towel over his ding dong and you're just like, <laughs> I called it a ding dong. You know, my mom, lis- my mom listens to the show, so I have to pick and choose the weird shit I say, right? <laughs> Yes, his member, quivering member, <laughs> Reginald's quivering member. <laughs> different, different, different show. Uh, <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, but he's just like holding a towel. Just like, I'm just going to hold a towel over my dick while everyone else is naked. And I'm just like, uncomfortably. Is, is this problematic or is this like normal? Like, I don't even know. Well, I need somebody I mean, to tell me. A public display of affection in the way that it was like, it was like when two girls get drunk at a party and decide to make out to make boys. Yeah. Move. Yeah. Like, that was very big when we were in our twenties. I feel like that's, is that still a thing? I have Probably no still a thing. idea. I feel like that's an age old thing. I feel like that's so let's ask Gen Zers. Are there any Gen Zers on this old podcast? <laughs> oh, thanks. Like, thanks, friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? like young people. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Because um, that was huge in the early aughts. That was huge in the early aughts. And I feel like that's what this was. Yeah. And again, that leads to are our writers 40-year-old women <laughs> or are our writers, we need some young writers in this show because these things are, are they dated? Is right. this a dated display? Is this something that, yes, it's fantastical and it's all escapism and this yes. isn't something that's going to happen in real, our real lives and yes. the of life we would be near anyway, but um I still want to look at it and go, oh yeah, that, that, that's hot. That could happen. Right. But that is not hot. I no. think. Not because I felt that they're the, the idea of them kissing. I've been wanting since last week to see right. them kiss. It's the idea of the why they kiss. Right. Like if they, ha- if they shared a moment in a closet, literally in a closet yeah. last week, which yeah. I thought was okay. That's some veiled symbolism. Right. Cool. Um, 
this week you have them out in the open, but they're kissing for the wrong reason. And it feels like such a dishonor to Aki's self-exploration and his sexuality. Yes. yes. Because he, like last week, we clearly see that he's got some Learning sort of feelings yeah. going on when he's interacting with Wolf. There's a disconnect between he, Audrey and he. Yes. And then this week for this to happen, it feels like you're not allowing this person to truly explore, which I think would be more acceptable now. Like that fe- like feels like a very dated scenario. Right. And, and this is just moments after he's confided in Max that Audrey is someplace else all the time mm-hmm. mentally, even when they're having sex. Mm-hmm. Like he's confided in him something very intimate and private about his relationship with his girlfriend. And and then we go into, and we had this moment last week, and then we go out into the bathhouse and Max capitalizes on the moment they shared the week prior that we know of who knows how many moments that were quote unquote off screen, right. but he capitalizes on this moment and knowing that Aki is unstable in his relationship right. to use him for a display to catch somebody else's eye yeah it feels icky it does feel icky and then it's just going to cause a whole issue with them um on top of that at, by the end of this so Aki and Audrey are having issues because Audrey just wants somebody to support her and her emotions when it comes to her mom and, and, not Aki, to fix her. and not try to fix it and to quote my dear friend sitting next to me Aki's being Captain Savaho, and so <laughs> he because he's playing the other side and he's understanding of her mom's plight and all these things and I have to tell you that actress is fucking amazing she was on Younger wasn't she she was the fucking bitch on Younger yeah. I've seen her in other stuff that she was amazing in and mm-hmm. watching her on Younger I was like I What's I'm Quinn no, oh in I real life Laura something or other um and um watching her in this episode mm-hmm. I was like oh, you're such a great actress because to go from seeing her in the last few episodes of younger mm-hmm. to this episode it's like night and day she can embody a complete like she's the epitome of acting she can embody something so different every time and she's embodying having a mental breakdown and, right and it's an addiction issue or is she taking well, no, medication because of med- psych medication? Gotcha. So she's taking psych medication. She she does have, she should not be drinking and she does. Oh my God, that scene cracked me up. She's yeah. like, that's not a thing. It's not a thing. And I'm like, <laughs> how many times have we drunkenly said that's not a thing about stuff that's actually serious? Right? But she, we discover that um, Kiki, her, yeah. I, I imagine her name's Kristen. Or, I think it's Catherine. Okay. So, but they call her Kiki. So Kiki um kiki hope kiki hope is a and this is again pulling from a cookie jar but she is a much like blair waldorf's mother she is a fashion designer she designs athleisure which is very okay that's very trendy right but i mean it's a it's a lazy man's job to give her guys sorry um (laughs) so she is struggling her business is struggling because you know fabletics exists so I and other things yeah. yeah um and so her business is struggling and her marriage has ended or is in, in the process, process of ending. ending and it's been very public she makes a comment about it being on page six yeah um and she- there's still a lot of mystery there though because uh, audrey makes a couple of comments where you're just like what is going on yeah and she has to have her father not attend the school benefit because the mother doesn't want to be in his presence mm-hmm. because the father apparently left kiki for her assistant her personal assistant which does so, that still happen i'm sure okay i'm absolutely sure didn't it just happen with a kardashian not that long ago oh yeah mm-hmm. we ain't got that okay. kind of time so we don't have to get into the kardashians but i mean like it legit happens yeah we don't um, have that kind of time and you know like jude law left sienna miller for the nanny so yeah, jude law. sienna miller is fucking beautiful right you guys were in her front yard this time so if you hear like weird noises it's because we're outside in her front yard because that's what you do when we you're should fu- call this gossip girl off fresco oh yes exactly <laughs> So after, in the wake of all that, you know, she and Aki have this conversation and they have this fight outside because they're hauling her drunk ass mom into a car to get her out of there after a big ass meltdown in the fundraiser. And the next morning, the next morning, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, Audrey goes to check on her mother 
And when she goes back to her own bedroom, Mr. Max Wolf is dressing in her bedroom and she's asking him why he hasn't left yet. And she tells him to not tell anybody, which can't say I anything. don't think he will tell anybody, but I still think it's going to get out. And he's going to hold it over him the way that he, oh, yeah. with, with the situation I with feel he like and he's Aki, collecting secrets. Yes, he's collecting secrets to cash in later. Was it a good move to make both of those things happen between Wolf and, and Aki and then Wolf and Audrey. Audrey in the same episode? I feel like we're on this accelerated timeline where there's no rules and everything's getting I'm feeling rushed in my timeline like I know that we predicted that there was going to be some sort of tryst between the three of them or within the three of them I thought they'd give us more build-up I felt like there was none I feel like last week was the build-up and now this week everything's happening and, and so, last week didn't feel like enough build-up to me so I'm wondering I I mean are we trying to get everything into one season just in casers or maybe maybe because well i will say though he talks about when wolf is like oh he's at this bathhouse and this picture was on this day and it's september 7th it's a tuesday which is a tuesday so they're in the future but they're in the same year okay because he the timestamp on the teacher's picture of the bathhouse is september 7th of this year and it's a tuesday because tuesdays are days for only men so okay. i looked at my calendar and i was like is september 7th a tuesday this sure year it sure shit is well we know that the second part of the season isn't coming back until fall so i'm wondering if we're if, if they released it all the six episodes early yes or i mean i guess that doesn't matter again this is old people problems because it takes away from the believability. It takes away. They're all in like winter coats, not winter right. coats, they're but they're in autumn. Clothing. Yeah, they're wearing fall clothing. So I'm assuming they filmed in the winter, but I feel like um, there was no buildup for that twist. Yeah. And is that for either of them, thing? and then the, the the yeah, like did she get real so good? She's going to call Max back every time she whole, needs something. Well, she said she needed to release some tension and she had he, some yes. pent-up energy yes and um so i'm just wondering if the next step is this is a continuation or if this is like that do was they eventually get. end up having a threesome yeah like that needs to be like a season finale that i would maybe see i mean they're all the age the appropriate age mm -hmm. um teenage <laughs> teenage sex scenes as an old person. I don't want to see him. Well, there you go. So I don't know how, like, whereas younger me was like, ooh, that's racy. Old lady me feels like um, you can allude to it, but maybe I'm part Mormon and I just need to fade to black like a bad Twilight novel and wake up the next morning, which is exactly what they did, viewers. Yes. yes. <laughs> in this one, anyway. Because it's not like it's Sex in the City where they're 30-something-year-olds living in New York City. They're high school kids. It's different. Right. So there's a level of, like, this makes me feel uncomfortable. Right. Okay, so let's talk about, let's talk about, we're going to move move subjects. I'm going to yeah. not so subtly move subjects. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm here for it. I would like to talk about... Um, I would like to talk about Julian and Zoya's dads mm. and Lenny the Bruce is back. Oh. Luke Kirby, but first gonna all, haunt I, my dreams. I really want to talk about Zoya's dad first. Okay, Nick. Um, about Nick. Um, Nick Lot. Nick Lot. My my Nick Lot. I liked Nick Lot last week. Mm -hmm. I felt like he was being a great supportive dad. They moved from. Pennsylvania. I thought they moved from Albany or Buffalo okay. or something like somewhere, upstate New York. Somewhere. They moved from somewhere <laughs> to New York City. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> somewhere. They moved from somewhere, somewhere unimportant into New York City. And he did all of this because he wanted his daughter to have this better education opportunity because she wants to go to Yale. And Yale drama. And he's moved his whole life to new york i assume gotten new work in somewhere new york yeah. and all of the things and then this week he also they live in his mother's apartment yes. in the upper west side Who, yes and so is she dead because i haven't seen her i assume that 
I assume she's dead. Yeah. Or grandma's on vacation. Or, or she's we'll on an extended soon. vacation. She's on, they're on the Upper West Side. But it's not their place. Correct. He disappointed me this week. Why? Because he became like a drill sergeant. And he's like, you can't have any friends to distract you. And you can't do this. And you can't do that. And you're grounded forever. Do you think that's and- out of fear though? Like, yeah, but when has that ever worked on a teenager? Well, never, but parents, oh, I mean, we, you'll do it. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm too young. Cause I've parent. done it. And I'm like, fuck, I can't believe I just did that shit. I hated it when my parents did that to me. And then I'd walk back in the room and be like, Hey kid, that's not how we operate in this house. You fucked up. I just feel like I got a little too strict. And I feel Let's like have a conversation. Has, he's having like, does he have, why does he have hate for Julian and Julian's dad? Because I think he only has hate for Julian's dad, not Julian. I think Julian, well, we don't know yet. But I don't feel like he has. Sorry for the grass rustling. I don't feel like he has space to because we know that she left him for Nick. And I, well, I got this sinking, sinking suspicion. Sneaking suspicion. Sneaking suspicion. Life's hard after 10 o'clock at night. Um, No, you're fine. Um, That, you know, we know that Davis Thank we you. know that Davis has um, a problem. He has a drinking problem. He has problem. a drinking problem. He has an addiction problem. And so I'm thinking that had something to do with her leaving him and going to Nick. Because that's so, that's hard when you're okay. dating somebody in the industry but so, but who has you, an addiction but then problem. You love a woman who leaves her kid behind with a guy with a drinking problem. So so there's layers here that we don't yeah. know because people do that shit all the time. I, I don't understand like, it personally, but people do that shit all the time. I feel like in this situation, it's likely that Nick needs to be the one who has grace and should listen to his daughter that she really wanted to know her sister and that this school is a great opportunity for mm-hmm. her. And instead he goes off the rails and he's angry and you can't talk to her and you're to stay away from her. And, um, I just, I don't understand. I mean, I understand the feeling betrayed. Your kid did wrongly betrayed you. They didn't say what was right. I don't understand his anger towards the half sister and her dad. I don't understand his sudden switch from super supportive dad to super militaristic. You're on complete lockdown and you have no more chances. I think she's a kid who in general was a good kid, but we, we don't think, know what happened in the other school. Yeah. We know that something bad happened because Zoya makes a comment about how they can't go back. Yes. So I think, I don't know if you caught it, but there was a point where he has a meeting. We don't see it on screen with the school about how like Zoya's on thin ice. Okay. And I think that was the switch because he's now scared because he can't afford to stay in New York right. unless she has this scholarship. Right. She can't afford to go to school there otherwise. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I'm interested to see, I'm hoping because the dads both, mm-hmm. both do a 180. Yeah. Cause Davis comes out hot with yeah. the whole, I'm so sorry. We should, if you yes. wanted this, I should have made sure that you guys had a relationship or done something to yes. foster that. And so they turn a 180 by the end of the episode, which is also very neat and tidy and clean. It kind of bothered me that it was so clean and tidy because you know what? It's, I don't it's know so how real it is. Than that. Yeah. And the girls are talking about how they should act as sisters or what a sister would do. And <laughs> when she was thing, like, would a sister do this to her sister? I'm thinking, fuck yeah, fuck she, she would. would. Right. And so I'm like, you guys don't know anything about being sisters. You've never had a sister, clearly. <laughs> like, because I know sisters are ruthless. <laughs> like, There's a period in life when you do well, dumb shit like, to each other. I feel like because you know that person will always, it just siblings in yeah, general. Yeah, she's never going to leave me and like, I'm never going to leave her. Your sibling's not going to leave you. Yeah. So you can be awful and go too far and it's kind of okay. Like, it's not okay. It's not Don't okay, but there's like, but like, it is kind of okay. There's like, a level because you can come back from it. You can come back. You can almost come back from anything with a sibling. And so when they're deciding in this episode, like, would a sister do that? Yeah, a sister would mm-hmm. totally snitch on her sister just to snitch. Yeah, just to she be She so bitch. would, just because she's pissed off. Yep. Just because she's mad that day. Like, yeah. there's no other reason. You looked at her wrong. You borrowed her shirt. You stretched out the tit area. <laughs> like, there's any number of reasons. Pick something. Why? the sister might do something like that. So, I mean, for crying out loud and little women, Amy fucking burned Joe's manuscript because she (laughs) wouldn't take her to the theater with her, but she doesn't let Amy drown. 
No, she totally <laughs> saves Amy's life, even though Amy totally burned her fucking manuscript. And right. we're talking 1860 something. So that shit all by is hand. all by hand. There's no copy. <laughs> There's no copy. Exactly. Can't save that. So, um, but I do, even though it was a serious about faith for Davis, I'm hoping that means that as a character, we get to see more development from him and we see him more in the series. Oh, you um, know, I want to see him more in the series. And I'm also hoping that um like it was a really good 180 for him to realize like I feel like he is admitting his transgressions he's admitting that he's got problems and he doesn't remember things or he chooses not to remember things because Mm -hmm. he has an addiction um it's very neat and tidy Mm -hmm. but I'm hoping there's like some character exploration and I'm still hopeful because we're only in the second episode episode, that there's going to be deeper character exploration so that brings us to the point of like what's the build-up for next week because i don't think there's anything because uh, you know she has this t- na- there's no dorota there, there's no dorota <laughs> maybe grandma comes back kate keller <laughs> grandma's the dorota maybe kate keller has this big secret that jc knows about but like and her minions know about but so is my, that our so is that our there- crux for next episode three there is that it accidentally gets and we're gonna we're just gonna call them minions because that's what they are thank you the minions um Blair would call them and Luna Luna which by the way friends if you care you can follow these characters actual accounts on Instagram yes you can it makes me real happy (laughs) so my guess is that Luna and Monet are going to for in the best intentions for their friend because even though they're shitty minions and they're delusional best intentions oh yeah no like they think that they're going to be doing her right by getting this information out and so they're going to go they're going to circumvent the whole gossip girl Mm -hmm. their best friend situation and that's going to come out and that is going to be the bombshell of episode three um I also, well, I don't know how we got to predictions, but I'm feeling them. We're so, doing it. We're uh, going in. I also feel like we have not seen, hopefully we have not seen, we're only seeing just the beginning of Aki and Audrey discovering or learning about themselves with Max. Yeah. And that, that thruple. Is that what they're called? Is it, or is it polyamorous? Thruple. I don't, girl, I don't know. It's a thruple. Okay. So that thruple, should they choose to become one and where that goes. Um, yes, it's polyamorous, but when there's three, it's called a thruple. Is that still a thing though? I'm pretty sure that's a thing. I don't know. I know some thruples. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> from your mouth to and, God's and ears. From their, from their mouths, it's a thruple. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so I genuinely didn't know. That's why I yeah. asked. So um, where that goes um and then you know zobi um yes because at the end of the episodes zoya you know jc gives her blessing yes and And zobi and and zobi zoya and obi for those of you who couldn't keep up with that we see them kissing and the school looks shocked (sighs) so they're all you know none of these kids these kids are so oblivious apparently even though they live in a fishbowl well they live in a fishbowl full of social media so this is one of those things that i'm struggling with is like gossip girl's not the only one with a fucking camera phone in 2021 so and she even talks about how when her accounts shut down because they've turned her in for I don't know, inaccurate posting inappropriate or inappropriate posting. Like yeah. um, when she's losing her footing and she's afraid she's lost the Gossip Girl account on Instagram, um, she gets tons of, anon- she's talking about how she was getting tons of anonymous tips for the last week and she wasn't using them because she couldn't verify them as credible. And she's also the Gossip Girl that will only post things if they're totally credible, which we know that Dan failed there many right. times. And that was part of the hijinks of Right. moving the storylines along um is that gossip girl could see something and make an allusion to it and then be like oh things aren't always what they seem right um but this gossip girl because she's a nerdy 20 something year old english teacher, teacher mm-hmm. um everything has to be fact checked before it goes up which in the world of social media isn't true doesn't work it doesn't work either 
So we, we have Zoya pretending that her and Obi are still together in the beginning of it. And her minions, <laughs> Mune and Luna are listing off all of the different types of posts she's going to be making. And so, because they handle her social media accounts uh -huh. and they say she has two days, they list off like 15 different event type things that are all just post photos. And then they're like, so you have like two days to get back with him. Um, the rest of the world, meanwhile, still has the opportunity, and to, the opportunity to notice mm -hmm. that something's off, especially in such a, I mean, it's a small island. Yeah. Like, it's not very big. So if he is out somewhere with somebody else, it's not just Gossip Girl that's going to see it. It's going to be any number of the other kids. So the other kids being so shocked at the end. And I'm like, where were you guys? Yeah, you like, should have known. not all the same benefit? two nights ago right <laughs> because they're you know he makes this comment early on about how we're on the upper west side no one's gonna there aren't any spies up here and they still get a photo snapped and sent into gossip girl and i'm just like you can't assume you cannot assume that no one we all right. pull out our phones and pull up stories and do a video of where we are and catching people who probably don't want to be in that story oh, they're definitely. innocent bystanders like you cannot assume that none of it's getting online ever exactly and that there's not some sort of tagging you know there's face recognition tagging with social media where it'll like automatically tag you and yeah things. you ever been tagged in a photo that you don't know the person who has the photo of you because i have i've i've deactivated that ability on okay. my account so that's the thing and it has to ask me but then like sometimes you get like a photo a little where, notification where that like, says this person's trying to tag you yeah and I'm just like, well, they're not trying to tag it's just that facebook or wherever you're yeah. at um recognize the face mm -hmm. the facial recognition or whatever mm -hmm. so this idea that they like were running around having these like they they left a, a populated event together mm -hmm. and nobody noticed mm -hmm. and then they went shopping and there was a big blowout in front of the store and nobody noticed yeah that's the and thing that killed me is that all of the public fighting they mm -hmm. had like in the og that kind of shit would have surfaced on the on the blog yeah and in real life now then that was like salacious right. now that seems like i mean i watched a guy fight in a subway on people YouTube. post like, these things on tiktok people fun. fighting for fun right they don't know who they are nope I watched a lady have a meltdown in a Victoria's Secrets this morning on TikTok. I <laughs> watched a guy show up at his girlfriend's um, hotel building and lose his shit because there was another man there. Oh, fun. The neighbor That's next terrible. door heard the news That's what I need to see. and just opened the door and started recording. <laughs> That's the world we live in now, guys. So now I'm like, if we're going to we'll fight, guys. we're going to fucking step in here and, because, do, it quietly. and do it quietly. <laughs> Because I don't need to show up on fucking TikTok fighting with you. Right? With a voiceover. <laughs> commentary because oh, they don't. No. Oh, no, no. Right? Because no, no, no. and put in commentary and because they don't know that they don't know why right. we're fighting. They just assume and whatever. Also, okay. So again, sorry for the digression, again, listeners. Again, listeners, we, we are loving this terrible show. I'm, I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm, it, hey, if Luke Kirby is in every fucking episode, you know I'm going to stick around forever. I'm not, not watching it. But like in their world, the only thing that matters is Instagram. And I'm like, there's lots of social media. So that's my thing, right? I always, I kind of got the, again, back to that sort of like older person writing writer's room. So I'm, I think I'm going to research the writer's room for our next recap, because as many of you know, who listen, I've talked about this numerous times. I work in social media and we're always having that conversation of like, how do we break into the audience that's under 25 and the answer every single time since TikTok has arrived has risen to the top has been TikTok. we're not marketing to under 25 on instagram no and i always kind of got the impression that gen z didn't really care about the curated feed or the curated stories or the curated reels i got the impression they the that they want more real more authentic mm -hmm. and you know millennials we, I, we, like I've said before, we were in our late twenties when Instagram showed up. And so we kind of sort of fine tuned that yes. influencer style it's and look. Yeah. And now like you can see it, the older generation, our generation is struggling to survive because that curated look isn't really what people under 25 want to see anymore. Mm -hmm. And when we were 25, it worked. Right. 
so tick you know these tiktoks that like I, I don't know there's curated in the sense that it's like a dance you did 80 million times to get right. It right but, but like it's a, a little lot of random, random and a lot shit. of and the thing that I as an old person like the love, like the reviews feel more authentic to yes. me and I feel like the thing that I love about TikTok this is a total digression <laughs> the thing that I love about TikTok is that when I have a thought when I'm pissy about something when I'm mad about something I'm frustrated at some first world problem and I I'm a person and you know this because we're friends I will send you a video of myself yes and I've done that for a long time yes like just just venting and so I love that TikTok is a platform that you can do that to like throw that out there like I am not the only one that hates this Starbucks because of this and so there's a, the social media part of it, the, the social part of it mm-hmm. is that you're, you're coming together. There's a lot of stupid pranks and things like that on there, but there's a lot of coming together on hates, things you don't like and right. things you like, things, things you, you love. love and that there's an interaction there that you don't get on other social media platforms right. in, in a, in a con the, the way the content is curated and the way it's made and you have 15, 60 or three minutes and the three minute function is newer. It's brand new. Um, that you have this much time to talk about a book and why you love it mm-hmm. or um, your experience in a certain store or, or your like animal being silly. Last or- night when I talked about how much the history of sitcom, family sitcom episode did a disservice by not talking about hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh, I love hanging with Mr. Cooper. It's a groundbreaking show and they totally right. forgot to talk about it. CNN, I'm a little disappointed in you. So sorry for all the car noises. We're outside. Yeah, no, exactly. And then and then, you know, and then it curates um the way that cu- the curation happens on TikTok isn't like this um one person you're following, this influencer and their shiny life. It's um, oh, you like books on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Look, we're going to fill your feed with books on TikTok and we're going to add in, oh, you, you watch crime novel or crime, you know, real what crime. Up, yeah. We're going to throw real crime in there. Oh, we think you might be a Wiccan. We're going to throw that in there. And it's kind of like this dice roll of the things that they think that you might like. And over time, I mean, I'm explaining this and we all know how it works. Yeah. The point is, is that Instagram does not work that way. And these curated perfect feeds with these perfect pictures is something that happens every day, all day. It's a, the jig is up. Like we know right. how it goes and how it's made and it's not, I'm not buying it. Right. And I know that the under 25 is not buying it. And if right. the show was made for the under 25, which because it's about high school students, that should be your target audience. But I think the target audience for it's this us. show is the people that watch the OG Gossip Girl. Yeah, I think so. 40-year-old women, and it's probably written by 40-year-old women, and we need to check that. We're going to check that. Um, so I'm going to throw out a prediction. Okay. I think that the dads are finally going to have a conversation. Do we think they're becoming friends? No, I don't think they're becoming friends, but I think that Davis is going to be like, my daughter really wants a relationship with your daughter. What can we do to make that happen? I think he's going to step up for Julian that way. I think that would be great. I mean, if it doesn't happen in the next episode, I hope they lay the groundwork for that to happen. Okay. Are we going to predict any repercussions on Kate Keller for being? I can't. I just can't with this bitch. She's an adult. (laughs) I just can't with this chick. That's the word I'm going with. She makes me uncomfortable. Because she acts like she's uncomfortable doing these things, but then she's like, I'm still going to do it. Do you remember the, um, the Reese Witherspoon? And um, Matthew Broderick movie, Election Day. Oh my gosh. I haven't seen that movie in ages. Okay. She reminds me of Reese Witherspoon's character. What was her character? She's just so A plus Mm. and she's so good, but she's like maniacally good. She's like. She does that weird thing where the one eye gets a little littler. Yes. And then the like other one gets like bigger. There's almost like a twitch. Yeah. Like if you looked at that in psychology, she's clearly like mentally off her hinge. Is she maybe like a little bit of a sociopath? There's something. Because here's the thing. She acts what like grown she's... adult starts an Instagram account to troll children? Bully children. Right? Um, and granted, these children are awful. Yeah. To an ex- but still, you know, but still they're children. to work there. And I just, I really struggle with because I struggle with her 
and her that whole behind the scenes of seeing the the who go, gossip girl is who gossip girl is the inner, workings, is, the inner workings and the whole like what problems do I do? with it problems with it I, I'm struggling with that so I think she she's gonna get caught and she's gonna get fucking fired because here's the thing when that information about um, Zoya comes out eventually, mm-hmm. it's the office administrator who helped Kate Keller get that info. Yes. There's a clear line now how that information was obtained. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I, and I feel like, I mean, is this going to be a fantastical story where she goes to some sort of psychiatric hold? Or she loses her oh. job and she becomes legit stalker. Because she keeps saying Does things like dark. The teacher like, that got fired in the first episode, she's like, she can't get a job anywhere. But like, don't you like? Why aren't you doing? Why are you doing this? Because you won't be able to get a job anywhere. Once schools find out that you've done this to children, you won't be employable either. So just get a job at a different school, and let the children eat each other. It's but Lord she of the flies, went, right? Like, she's, she's, She's wanted to work where they turned out Jacqueline Kennedy or Jacqueline Bouvier and uh, Nate Archibald, Caroline Kennedy. Caroline Kennedy thank you. Yeah. God, one of those people. I got one it. One of those. I got it. I got it. I'm sorry. But the other thing I think they've mentioned Nate and Dan specifically. So they must be. So I think they're the two that come back. I. Not obviously not in this episode, not in episode three. That's a bigger, I longer would be prediction. I want to know how much money they gave Penn Badgley to come back if that happens, because he has stated how much he detested the character of Dan. Really? Yes. He hated the character of Dan. He's not unappreciative for what Gossip Girl did to him. Yeah, it launched his career. But he did not like that guy. Yeah. He thought he was a tool. He is a tool. He is a tool. But he plays, okay, in fairness, uh, obviously my obsession He's with my very hate for good for he tools. He plays a lot of tools. So, like, what was that bad, scary movie he was in? Was it Swim Fan? Maybe. No. No. No, he wasn't in Swim no. Fan. No. He was in one where they're, like, the neighbor there's an issue with the neighbor and he's like looking into the neighbor's house oh my god god, it was terrible I can't I it's it's there I don't know why I watched it but I did so you know and then and then he was in view which I mean genius but also but also real real, awkward real uncomfortable so um but he has spoken publicly about how although he is um Although he's grateful for the opportunity and for everything that Gossip Girl did for his career, he was not a huge fan of Dan himself. So if they got him back as Dan, I want to see, I want to see 40-year-old Dan, which by the way, like, I mean, whatever, 35-year-old Dan. I want to see, so you've talked about this. So I'm going to give you, this credit goes completely to my friend, Sarah. We had this conversation, if you'll remember, a couple of weeks ago, maybe months ago, about the OG Gossip Girl, and we were speculating about the new Gossip Girl and right. what and what we would like to see. And you had said that you would actually like to see all of these characters come back and be forty, yes, and how they would be navigating life in New York City, etc. Yes. I want to see that show too. That's the show I because want. in my a, heart, that's the show I want. I want. They were such a shit show. Yes, and also Carter Bazin was real fucking hot. So if we could get Sebastian Stan back on this show, that'd be great. Um, he might be in rehab. No, he might not, be in not re- Sebastian Stan, but his but character. his character Carter Bazin. Um, so there's like a lot of things because I always felt like the original was a lot about Lily. There was so yes. much Lily, even when Lily wasn't in the show. Yes. And they talked about doing a spinoff yeah. about Lily when she was young and it never came to fruition. Oh, that's kind of a bummer. And there was also spinoff talk about Jenny's character. Um, and that also never came to fruition, Yeah, which is unfortunate because I think there was opportunity for both of those. I think that the show about Lily actually got piloted, mm. but then it never went anywhere. And okay. it was right around the same time, maybe just before... Uh, when we got the Carrie Diaries. Oh. So there was like a big wave in of like TV the pre- of mm-hmm. like the prequels. Yeah. Um, which that was, talk about a show that I would have watched more of. I don't know. That was also on the CWA, that. I think. It was. Yeah. And it lasted one season. If that. And and it had Anna Sophia Robb, a young Anna Sophia Robb in it. I fully enjoyed it, even though it was not in line with Sex and the City. But 
like the storyline didn't right, match right, up. Right, right. But that's neither here nor there. There was a story about Lily and Lily's youth. Yeah. And so, it did not happen. So in that vein, it'd be interesting to see the gossip girl OG grown up and how they yes. navigate with their children and you know, did they actually whatever who but, ended up with who, if any. Yeah. And um our Chuck how and many Blair times did married? they divorce? Like, are Dan and Serena still married? Yeah. Like, um, I want to know all the things. But for this new guy, this new GG, GG 2.0, I would like them to get their shit together. Yeah, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like we're 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 in this. This is not the wild west of TV. This is something that has been rehashed a million times, and there's been all kinds of shows that were continuations of other shows later. Um, this isn't like some new version of television, right? So, but I don't want to see the same thing over and over again because the reason why none of them ever survive is because they didn't have substance. It's not fresh. I need Max to have not have the relationship with the teacher. I need Aki to have the space to explore his sexuality. Mm-hmm. I need Audrey to come to terms with the fact that she's not perfect and ha- and, and allow herself to be flawed it. and allow herself to let go of Aki so they can figure out who they are without each other. Oh, I like that. That's very mature. But they're 16, 17, they're 16 years old. It's not going to happen. But so, the way that they present these characters. They seem mature. They seem mature and like it could happen. Because when they're having that conversation, of, like he is so insightful about her mom. Aki is so yes. insightful about Kiki. To the point where I'm just like, as in a, like, that's so, that's so beyond your years like what's going on in your life that you can be that wise about her mom yes and we don't see his we haven't seen his family life but we've really we've we've touched a couple of the family lives now in this episode so maybe we're going to explore some more we did see we did hear some mention of max's dads Mm -hmm. um but we didn't we still haven't met them we got a brief introduction in the first episode. Yeah, but we haven't like actually, actually met had them. A scene we don't know who they are as characters. Yeah. Um, so this was the first glimpse into Audrey's home life, really, like deep glimpse because, you know. It was serious shit. So that's serious stuff, but is that all we're getting from it? And then it's like magically fixed and her mom files bankruptcy and what? Now they're going to freeze their accounts and she has to move to a lesser house she's gonna like move into a crappy apartment but her schooling's gonna magically have been paid for already right even though that's not a thing and like you don't pay years in advance on private school like when when paris's parents had to flee the country and yale was already paid for and i was like how does that work it doesn't (laughs) so like oh oh you guys they make a sutton foster reference in this episode which she worked with asp i mean so did lenny bruce luke kirby but the direct you know the direct line there i was like oh you guys did it again thank you (laughs) i feel like there's a lot of pop culture references that are being missed um like current pop culture Mm. i feel like a lot of the pop culture that's mentioned in the show is a bit dated okay so i'm hoping that that gets cleared up like well, and kids today don't know who Caroline Kennedy is. You couldn't remember that it was Caroline Kennedy. And I like, went through a serious obsession with the, of the Kennedys. Well, there for, you go. Yeah. So like, nobody cares about Caroline Kennedy. Yeah. Like, I mean, I care. She was a wonderful woman. Yeah. But after she, she had that scandal with her relationship. Well, and after she had that scandal with her housekeeper yeah. and all that stuff, I was just like, I need to stop paying attention to the Kennedys unless they're yes. like actually making political Yes. Moves. I'm just, I'm just not trying to speak ill of the dead. I'm just right. saying that she's been dead since the nineties. No, Jacqueline's been dead. Caroline Kennedy is her daughter. Caroline Kennedy is the daughter of Jacqueline and John. She's the only one left out of that quad. Oh, out of Camelot. Okay, I'm sorry. It's so okay. she's not dead. She's and I can say it. She's not great. So, <laughs> like, so. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry, it's fine. Um, but so, but they're not going to know they would that's such long history right that they that children are not going to know so that is a comment the references she talks about how um gossip girl's voice is a version of dorothy parker and then who's the other she said two other ones and so i I recognize obviously dorothy parker because 
love Dorothy Parker. But the male name, I was like, oh, I know that name. Uh, that's impressive that you think that Gossip Girl is at that level. And I can't remember what it was. And then the third one didn't register for me. But also if under 25 year olds are watching this, do they get it? Because it's not. And I thought that's actually kind of, you really think that Gossip Girl was that sophisticated? <laughs> I mean, we thought it was Georgina for a while. Yeah. It is not sophisticated. Right. We wondered if it was Hillary Banks. Right. Or no, not Hillary Banks. No, Hillary Duff. Funny. I'm sorry. The point is, is that it's, it's the references made, the pop culture references and the cultural references made within the show so far. It's different era. Have not been congruent with the age in which the show should be reaching. Yeah. So that leads me to believe that this is truly just a fan. This is like um, fan fiction. Yeah. Like this is just for us, us old ladies who are <laughs> bored at home. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm gonna, you know, shit. I am bored at home half the time. I'm so annoyed. Well, after this last year, we all are. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, is that it it cannot be for the under twenty five crowd. I would like to see that interview. Where's that interview where we talk about what the target audience is? Because the target audience, the, the target audience is not your son. You know, I think I read something about that and I, I'm going to have to go back and find it and send it to you because they briefly touch on that because, or no, somebody made an opinion that they're clearly trying to tap into the original OG fan base, fan base in hopes that the younger fan base jumps onto. I mean, I'll but we haven't it. had any sort guys. of admit admittance from Gossip Girl itself that I'm aware of. But yeah, I think that... I have no idea what to expect from next week's episode because, like I said, I it feel was like so clean. It, it was a clean a break and tied up in a bow to the point where I'm just like, the fuck's gonna happen next week then? Because you, the only thing that you left hanging was whatever Zoya did when she was in Buffalo, which has got to be the only storyline that they start with for next week. I feel like that's the only, that's a really our only like, I was anger worried about seeing. And I'm not even that worried about it. Cause once either. you get in a fight with somebody and got expelled, like who, I mean, I didn't do that, but like, I feel like she, again, she that's another thing that is sort of a played out situation. Well, and clearly if the school already had it on record, it's not that big of a deal. And Constance should know, because if you get expelled, how does your next school not know? Right. So what would it, what does it matter what does it matter what she did? Because she clearly got in without them caring or, or like they didn't deeper. care. They didn't care enough yeah. or, or whatever. The evidence literally came from the records department right. at the school at right. Constance Bullard. So I'm like, I'm not worried about that. It might be a tad bit of, to bit of salacious gossip that might get around for a minute. And like, she'll think her life's ruined for a second and then it'll be fine because it always ends up fine. I need and them to stop doing clean breaks though. Yeah. Cause it's going to be, I need some messes that makes me worry. Right? And so we keep coming. I mean, obviously we're going to keep coming back, but you know, we need that sort yeah. of, I was, a, I was disappointed that they wrapped up the, the conflict between Zoya and her dad so quickly that bothered me. And I feel like, so I feel like listeners, we're, we're here and we will be here. We're going to see week. this through. Because <laughs> Luke Kirby is hot. We might need to start drinking while we're talking about it, depending <laughs> on how badly it gets. But like, we're here. Here's the show I want to see. Luke Kirby and his music career. Because they made mention that he has more Grammys than these two people who have a ton of Grammys combined. And I was like, that's impressive for a fictional world. And it then for Rowland somebody else was it for i thought it was for all somebody else. oh and then i want to see more of um kiki because she's a hot steaming mess yes. and i'm i'm here for it because that fucking sex you grew a business to be huge and then it all comes crashing down. like how do you because you know i had my life come crashing down on me not yeah. so long ago and like I need to see how other people deal with it. And I'm comforted to know I'm not the only one who psych lost her alcohol, shit. Apparently. And well, I didn't do the psych meds, but I definitely, definitely did my fair share of alcohol to cope. So <laughs> that to me was like, oh, I'm I feel alone. seen. Yeah. Thank you. Also, Thank you fuck them me. <laughs> and then also too bad. I didn't have a shit ton of money when I was going through that. Cause then at least my kid would have been financially. Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, this is a fantastical world, right? I mean, there are people that live in a world. There are people that live in a world 
that does not mirror this, but that has aspects of this that have been pulled, right? Yeah. There are people who live with gross wealth. Yeah. Um, in the Upper East Side, in the Upper West Side, um, that is a thing. But, you know, um, the fantastical storylines likely don't exist. It's probably a lot more boring than that. But the, you know, the financial stability would be nice. Would be nice. I wouldn't <laughs> mind that. I would appreciate that. Okay. Well, I guess that's kind of, that's, that's our, that's our show yeah, for you this it week. It wasn't. I wasn't, I mean, I was excited to watch because of our predictions for this week. And now that I don't have any true, my only prediction really is that, you know, the dads are going to have a conversation and that hopefully Julian and her dad have a moment. But other than that, like, I'm like, yeah. just give me a lot of scenes with Luke Kirby next week and I'll be yeah. happy. So we're hoping for eye candy viewers. We're hoping for eye candy. And we need to delve into who these writers are. We need to play Gossip Girl. Yes. And we're going to delve into it and we'll let you know. Well, next week we'll be back with our recap of episode three. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.